I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a very special three-part adventure that you'll be hearing over the next three days, where myself and Adam continue the adventures of Raindrop and Thunder. Two tabaxi brothers wrongfully accused of a crime they definitely did commit, and their little gnome friend, Bida. Friend is such a strong word. A gnome they know, Bider. If you didn't manage to hear the original adventure, just head on over to the Taking Initiative feed on iTunes and look for Hackenstone's Gambit or anything tagged with TOA. Anyways, hope you enjoy the series, and without further ado, here's a little word from Josh, the DM of Taking Initiative. Hello everyone, Josh Perot from Taking Initiative here to tell you what the hell you're about to listen to. This is a special spin-off episode off of the Hackenstone's Gambit storyline that premiered in the podcast of Annihilation back uh, last September or so. Uh, and it had a, it was a seven part arc and the first episode was on POA and episodes two through seven were on the taking initiative RSS feed. So if you haven't listened to that, you may want to hop in there first uh, to realize that you're about to listen to three idiots go through something that uh, they probably shouldn't go through. But what, who we have here is Adam and Joel from D&D is for Nerds. I think you probably know them well by now. Uh, they're going to be playing Thunder and Raindrop, respectively, to Tabaxi Rogues, one of which thinks he's a cleric. Maybe he is a cleric. I don't know. I don't actually know where the hell he is. Uh, Adam just confuses me. And Nick is going to be playing Biter, a uh, gnome barbarian who's basically the Donnie Wal, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. No, he's not Donnie Wahlberg. He's Donnie Thornberry. He's a Donnie Thornberry equivalent, uh, who's come to really enjoy his time with the Tabaxis. Uh, so this is going to be the first episode of three for this little spin-off arc. We hope you like it. We've heard a lot of people enjoying these characters. Uh, so we're going to dive right in. I say after talking for over a minute, we're going to dive right into this episode. Hope you enjoy. Let us know what you think. And uh, thank you very much to Adam and Joel for joining us and also hosting this episode on their feed as well. Uh, we are big fans of them and have uh, really enjoyed getting to know them. So uh, here you go. Here's the episode. I'm going to stop talking. So, to refresh what the hell happened last time, there was a group of criminals that you guys were part of that went through the Executioner's Run. Uh, for you guys, it was because of stealing a box that belonged to Wakanga, who was running the Executioner's Run. There's a misconception of who stole what and what belonged to who, and if you guys actually did it, though we know you did, hmm? uh, you guys were put in uh, <laughs> to take care of... Uh, a little test. And if you were to pass the test, great. You lived and you were to go on a quest with Mr. Hugh Hackenstone. And if you failed, well, then you were probably dead. But you all succeeded, got out of the pit, and joined the wonderful, definitely not creepy Hugh Hackenstone and went on a canoe ride across Schultz to a mine. 
Along the way, you met up with some albino dwarves uh, that knew Hugh, and they were on the spot. There's about four of them. Join the adventure. You hopped into the mine. You got rid of some fire newts. Joel's character of Raindrop stole a metric shit ton of iron ingots. And while inside, uh, Otto ran off, and he was not to be seen. You all decided to take the shortcut by going through the smeltery and going to the mine uh, through a long, long, long tunnel. Uh, in the process of doing so, uh, Thunder missed out on a mouse meal because Biter interrupted that. Uh, and then that mouse was haunting him because of uh, Bucky's character. But eventually you got to the mine itself. And while going in there, you went into the dragon's horde. And while you were looking around and starting to take a bunch of stuff, Tinder the dragon showed back up and everyone wanted to fight it, except for most, mostly you guys. But you ended up fighting... Hugh died, and Tinder died, and I believe that was actually Raindrop that brought him down to the ground, if I remember correctly. Uh, but either way... Yes, I am a hero. Good you job, are brother. You are the hero. Make, <laughs> make sure, brother, that you have those iron ingots marked down. Lots of iron ingots, yes. yes, I, yes. I do not know much of dwarves, but I feel like we can trade that as, as rations to them. Yes. Well, you guys remember your characters well. Uh, so, the, the dragon plummeted. Sage's character was starting to, like, kind of go after the dragon and see, like, what he can take off of it. And everyone else is starting to take gold and a whole bunch of stuff. I'm pretty sure that Bucky's character got Bob the Axe. And Bucky became the lord of the kobolds that was there because you guys all left him behind. Goodbye. <laughs> he wanted to leave there. It was his last wishes <laughs> to me. <laughs> leave me. Leave me with the kobolds. <laughs> That's what he said. Yes, he was like, I, I wish to become king of these lizard folk. Take my belt. And all the coin purses <laughs> upon it. And we just happily obliged. So in the process, Otto killed Ramael while trying to outsmart everyone, but didn't quite work because Ramael died. Otto went with all of you and in the process started to try and murder you on the way. Uh, he was not able to kill Raindrop or Biter, but got a pretty damn good hit on Thunder before the rest of the party attacked Otto and Otto died and is now uh, thankfully... Dead in the river. We drowned him for his crimes. But Thunder was pretty wounded and was knocked unconscious. And the other dwarves were with you as well in different boats following behind you. So that is where we left off. Um, Thunder on the brink of death. Uh, the only thing I wish to say is I wish to extend a hand to my brother and say, If I die, do not take my things. <laughs> That is right, brother. I will always take your things. As is tradition with Tabaxi, you will steal them from me. But <laughs> yes. leave me with my one obsession. I hold up my chain of golden religious symbols and I say, make sure no one can steal them from me. Of course, brother. I will put, put them, them deep inside in you. my stomach. Yes, yes, yes deep <laughs> inside you. As is tradition. Tradition Tabaxi eat all of their things before they die. Like a dragon, as we are related to. <laughs> like man is related to horses. Yes, we are related yes. to dragons. Yes, they are distant cousin, I think. Somehow, they lost all their fur. If you took my fur off, I would look like a gobble. <laughs> yes, it is crazy how we are scales and then fur. No one understands but us. <laughs> all right, so with all of that exaggerated... <laughs> Death talk <laughs> going down. Thunder, you, your eyes 
close and black out. And sometime later, you start to open your eyes and it feels gross out. Like, not, it doesn't feel good. You're kind of a little bit of wet, soggy fur you feel. And you open your eyes and you're starting to try and take everything into focus. And right above your face is this uh, Cholton woman uh, who is about six feet tall and pretty, pretty thin. And she is staring straight down at you and goes, Oh, you're alive. Welcome back. And you turn to your left and turn to your right. And surrounding you are your brother and Biter and the other dwarves. As you were laying down on the ground with life back in you. Shit. I, uh, I, as I look to my brother, I say, is this, is this tabaxi heaven? No, no. With no, all no, the no. cream cakes? And as I look over to Biter, I say, <laughs> oh, I guess not. <laughs> I was hoping you were dead. Don't worry, brother. I want to begin, like, patting your head with an iron ingot. It is fine. It is fine. Good, good. Thank you, brother. (laughs) I have seen the dwarves do this. Apparently, the iron soaks up the sweat. It soaks up their sweat, brother. Perhaps not mine. Mm. It is cold. Get it away from me. I just, like, huck it behind me. (laughs) I was was two days away from convincing Raindrop to leave you and just go along with me. But I guess you pulled through. How long have I been unconscious? About a day and a half. <laughs> All right. Cool. I was just beginning to put the uh, your, your religious items in your stomach. Uh, who are the new friends we have made? Do they have things? <laughs> names. Names. They have names. Ah, yes, of course. I get them mixed up all the time. What is a name but a thing? I want to have already stolen something from them. Is that cool? We'll get to that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you look up and this woman is uh, darker skin, very thick uh, light brown blonde hair that pulled back some beads in there as well. Uh, a very lean face, but you can tell that she has a lot of, uh, like athleticism to her. She is fit. She, she can handle herself quite well as you were saying, steal things. She goes, Oh, I'd like to see you try, but I would not recommend it since you are, uh, now back amongst the living. Uh, my name is Isaka, Isaka Stormfang. Your friend here has, Saw me on the coast over here, pacing back and forth, and brought you uh, to... One moment, sorry. Can you spell that for me, I say, taking out a little flip book and a pencil? Az- Azaka. <laughs> it's A-Z-A-K-A. Thank you. Oh, you're and very And the surname welcome. again. I am a ter- was, terrible... Sorry, brother. It was Stormfang. Stormfang, thank like you. Like a storm that has teeth. Ah! <laughs> there's an idea. That is a very good way to put it. Very clever. So, you, your friends here saw me on the bank and pulled aside and told me what was going on, and thankfully I had something on my person to bring you back. You were not quite dead, just very, very unconscious. Ah, this is glorious creatures. Yeah, as payment, have an iron ingot. <laughs> oh, I... I like that, but honestly, I had something else in mind. You know, taking... What just happened? That costs a lot of money on my part, and an iron ingot is not going to cover it. Please, take it anyway. (laughs) I throw the iron ingot into the river. (laughs) But I don't know. (laughs) How deep is that river? Uh, Deep enough. It's uh, probably four feet. Just like this casually behind. This is bloop. I want want to just like, I just want to reach out for the ingot. And the dwarves are like, oh, what? (laughs) Why? That's they throwing turn. food overboard as far as the dwarves are concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. Did I throw your food or linen? I am not quite sure. 
Don't worry, we will get you more bedding later. You look around, and it looks like what you came upon was, like, an abandoned riverside camp. And there's just a bunch of wreckage around, and the tents are moldy and tattered. And all the permanent structures here uh, appear to have been burned to the ground. Uh, Not recently, but definitely a while ago. And there's a couple of rowboats off to the side, including your own boat that you took over. Um, North of the camp is a ridge, built into which is an 80-foot-tall stone statue carved to look like a man with a crocodile on his back. Between the statue's feet is a stone archway leading to a dark tunnel. To the left of the statue is a crude animal pen with a small panicked bird running around the inside of it. There's no other signs of life, except for Azaka, who's standing in front of you. As you survey the area, she goes, Welcome to Camp Righteous. This is, uh... Where my journey has taken me, and it seems has taken you as well. And I was wondering, since you all seem to be able folk here, and I needed some assistance, if you wouldn't mind helping me, and I'll... Since I helped you. All right, yes. I just uh, start smacking my lips, looking at the single panicked bird running around in its pen. <clears throat> yes, brother, of course. Brother, uh, look, that, hey, that crocodile. Is that your bird? Hey. Hmm? Brother, did, Focus. You, did you see the statue of the crocodile riding a man? <laughs> <laughs> It's very impressive. I have seen many such strange things in my time in Chult, but <laughs> this is definitely one of them. Oh, you do not know of this place, then. This is new to you. Uh, if you guys would like, make a uh, make a history check. Uh, okie dokie. So, Zamet, <laughs> you grab this die, a 20-sided <laughs> die, and you have uh, yeah. a skill called history. Do you I see do, it? I do, I do. Yep. Roll add. and add... I got a two, so I don't know. Okay. 21. 20. So, Biter, uh, you know jack shit. Uh, Um, What you see is when you look at it, you go, I'm pretty sure the tabaxis a long while ago mentioned something about a scorpion and a a rabbit or something, and someone was climbing on the back of another. I don't remember. I can tell the tale. (laughs) <laughs> the two of you do know this tale like you look up and you go not the crocodile tale you know the tale is the story and you look up and you go I think I know where we are and you start to remember a legend uh, which Azaka turns and sees your recognition looks at Biter and probably his finger up his nose or something and she goes apparently you do not know this story but I will I will inform you and after I'm done telling you and telling you what's inside maybe you will decide to help me because and she looks past both of you and sees all the treasure that's on the boat that you guys took from the dragon horde. All those looks iron ingots. <laughs> and to a lesser extent, some other metals. And a lot of gold from the dragon horde. Yeah, what well. dwarven bedding? You got a lot of stuff. So Azaka turns and she goes, uh, after she looks at all the gold and stuff, she turns back and goes, It looks like you're interested in treasures. And inside of that, and throws the thumb behind her. It's a treasure, one that I am particularly interested in, because a goblin took it, ran with his little shitty feet, and ran inside the place, and I no longer have it. Feet. Shitty feet. However, there is something else in there that I think may interest you. I do not know what it is, but it is rumored that there is a magical item. Say no more, say no more. <laughs> right, something we will interesting. Do it. Yes, I, I believe yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I just believe you there. 
I feel and like I sprung you... up my good brother, uh, and we start walking towards it. Yes, well, yes, we'll, we'll yes. get it here. Anyway, let me tell you about the tale of the man who carried a crocodile across a river. Please take me across the river. I cannot <laughs> swim, says the crocodile. Ah, and I am such a good swimmer, says the man. Well, I'll just climb up onto your back. And so the crocodile got up onto the man's back as he swam the crocodile across the river. But... Halfway across the river, the crocodile, he bites the man's head off, and the man dies. And the crocodile, himself a good swimmer, simply finishes his journey. And such, the tabaxi tail ends. That is an interesting tale. That was amazing. That was beautiful. All tabaxi tales end with a good meal. <laughs> that is a very interesting tale. However, the, the tale here in Cholt, it starts very similarly, but doesn't have such a grisly ending. <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Mm. Grim ending? I kind of... No, the, I kind of the crocodile gets a meal. What a I good think, ending. I think you misunderstand the tale. Yeah, I, I, pref, I prefer theirs. Okay, fine. Suit yourselves. Oh my uh, god, I feel, well, like, would, I feel like we should know the story. Would you like hmm? me to accompany you inside, or would you like me to stay out here with the dwarves? There's goblins about. I don't want anything stolen, but it's up um, to you. No, I think we should all go in as a group, as a group of good friends who owe each other music boxes. Yes, that is a good idea. I think the little one should perhaps scout ahead. (laughs) (laughs) He seems like he has, what's the word, proficiency in stealth, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, We do not, as we are, we are not sneaky people. I am a man of the cloth. You are a god boy. Yes, Yes. correct. One of them clergy? Clergyman. Clergyman, yes. And I Leg- am. No, Ledgerman. Ledgerman. That is what it is called. And I am your tax accountant? Yes. 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 If I had to say. You are all <laughs> very interesting individuals. If I had to say what our, um, our job was, it would be tax accountant and Ledgerman. <laughs> yes. For the gods. Holy yes. people. <laughs> for the gods. Yep. Perfect. I did not know I had such religious people about you. Uh, Tabaxi of. Tear, Tamora, Cord. Yes. Uh, I think all 100%, of them. 100%, yes. If, if he asks what god I'm, uh, I worship, I hold up my, my key. You know how you get, like, uh, in a movie, you might get that comically large key ring with all the thousands of keys upon it? I hold up one of those with mm-hmm. holy symbols on <laughs> it. Just, like, sifting through. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, uh, which one do I want? <laughs> I jangle it a little. As I jangle it, I maybe distract myself a little bit. Ooh, it, Ooh. it gleams in the sun. And <laughs> so you you are all walking forward as you start to leave Thunder behind as he's ching, 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 ching. Grab him on and go on in. And she goes, okay, well, uh, I, I've been told that uh, people think this place is either uh, haunted or, or trapped or uh, it is, uh, it's just... Not a great place to go into, which is probably why the goblin who ran in there not long ago never came out. So if you would like to go in there with me, I would suggest you be careful. Yes, of course. I'm not afraid of anything. Let's do this. That is great news. I'm afraid of a lot of things. All right, Biter, off you go. <laughs> you didn't kill me last game. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> by, by Tor, by Tyr, by... <laughs> I've got them arranged <laughs> by letter. <laughs> by, uh, Alphabetically. Uh, uh, t- by, uh, <laughs> we will this time. So as you walk up, you walk up a couple steps, about five feet up, and then you are on a large platform, and to your left and to your right are giant statues of this man's feet. 
uh, as you look up and it is a massive statue going upwards. And you look inside a couple feet in and there are cobwebs straight across the opening. Uh, and it is relatively dark inside. As you can see, brother, it is delicate stonework. You can see they have carved the webs out of stone. Is, is that true, brother? <laughs> It's beautiful. I want to go touch the webs. Okay. Careful, careful, careful. Go ahead and no, touch no, the webs. I will help you get a lift up. Oh, brother. <laughs> you go up and you touch the webs and you it sticks a lit and ah, you fuck. take it off and it kind of springs backwards oh. and you look at your hands and it's all kind of dusty and gross and you take them off. and But they're pretty thick cobwebs going across. God, range up. You don't know shit. <laughs> Why did you jump back, Biter? I thought you were afraid of nothing. It's not. I'm not afraid. It just, it's... It's not in stone. It's sticky webs. All right? It spooked you, I guess. A little bit. A little bit. I'm surrounded by idiots. This is great. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I'll be cleaning my teeth with a tooth. With another okay, tooth. Well, I have a negative I have a negative one intelligence. I do things impulsively. I've never heard of someone referring to their intelligence in terms of a modifier. Very strange. <laughs> so, if you very brave young gnome would like to go forward... He is a gnome? Feel free. What do I see? I always assumed he was some sort of potato man. <laughs> Why would you think such... I'm not even going to question. Well, Azaka, honestly, you see how they a, don't... a human evolved from a horse, a tabaxi evolved from a dragon, and gnome evolved from a potato, yes? Yeah. Kind of like how a dwarf evolved from rock. Just how a horse evolved from many potatoes put together. Yes, yes, yes. Into the shape of a horse. Mm. I don't... We just stare and blink. <laughs> I... I'm baffled. Uh, this should be fun. I will not put myself ahead of either of you. Uh, but what, what, what would you guys like to do to, uh, to defeat this foe in front of you? She starts referring to you guys in a way that is probably condescending, uh, if you had any wits about you to notice. Do I notice? <laughs> there is a foe? I look at Bida. <laughs> I mean... I, I guess, yes. If you count a foe as something, just anything to be overcome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do I? I do not know what is inside. What do I see? What do I see in front of me? Uh, do you have dark vision? I do have dark vision. What about the tabaxi? Everyone has it's dark vision. We all have <laughs> dark vision. Fantastic. The only one who doesn't is Azaka. So she's looking forward and waiting for you guys to relay information. Would you but like when you're... me to light a light for you? I know humans have such tiny, weak eyes compared to the tabaxi. Ugh. I have. Um, I can't wait till she dies. Uh, a hooded lantern. I pour a little oil in it and I light the hooded lantern and proffer it to um, uh, Zaka. Uh, she takes it and goes, thank you very much. This is uh, very helpful. And she puts it out. Uh, Biter, you were looking at the web. You want to make an investigation check? 16. 16. You're looking at the cobwebs and being told that there was a goblin before you look towards the bottom. And it looks like the bottom of the cobwebs were like ripped open a little bit. And there is a hole that something ran through. Uh, but you'd have to, like, crawl to get under it, or you can hack down the webs. It looks like you can hack it down because, uh, contrary to popular belief, it's not made out of stone. Okay. I, uh, I hack it with my if hand only axe. we had Hacken's stone. I assumed that was his special. <laughs> Wait, Hacken's stone? dwarves are very You know Hacken's stone? Oh, we, yes. Uh, yes, we know Drew Hacken's stone. <laughs> No, 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 Hugh, Hugh Hackenstone. Drew, you know, where, no, we know brother. it through Hackenstone. I, it's so burned into my memory. I have an amazing memory. Yeah, 
I, d- I do not know Drew. I know Lou Hackenstone and no Blue Hackenstone. Perhaps they were brothers. No, Lou and Brew are his brothers. Tabaxi often follow the naming convention of rhyming siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps also dwarfs. Potentially a cousin, then. Uh, either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what do you see, Biter? Uh, I see... I see these wet... There's a hole down here where I assume the gnome went through. But, uh... That's not going to be a problem, and I hack at the webs to with my hand axes to try to open up the path for everyone. How big is the webbing? How extensive the webbing is, is like extended across the entirety of the wall. The ceiling itself is about twenty three feet up in the air. Um, I say, please, um, uh, Biter, take a step back. I think I can do this. Okay, and I take a step back. I step forward and I cast burning hands upon the webs. Okay, you put out your hands and you. Wait a minute. Can you? Pray to your god. You can't cast burning hands. I'm a, uh, what do you call it? The, the rogue that gets um, spells? Oh, arcane trickster? Yeah, arcane trickster. <laughs> okay, just I've check got it. Four, four first level spells. One of them is burning hands. <laughs> okay. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Because you have I tried to cast spells before. I think I used them ever in the last no, game. No, you did not. You did but not. I, uh, yeah, Arcane Trickster. <laughs> His last time, you were trying to play off the fact you were healing people without casting anything. So I was just double-checking oh, here. That's so funny. <laughs> So you put out your hands and you surprise everyone by actually putting your hands out and casting a massive engulfing pillar of flame out of your hands. And the web itself just right away and tears straight up. And you look forward as the bright light casts itself down. And you can see that in front of you are more cobwebs. 
Um, the ones in front of you directly are burned, but you see that you start to ascend into this place via a couple different ledges. Uh, but in front of you, you have about 20 feet of floor, and then at the end is a seven-foot ledge. I jump I jump back, startled. When the fuck could you do that? Hmm? Oh, um, uh, whenever the gods allow it. That would have been useful back in the mines. I bow my head in respect. Yes, respect. Good. Thank you, brother. Um, I'm very surprised that you actually, like, I figured if you would worship so many gods that only... They would be angry that you would be worshipping all of them and not one. But uh, you actually impress me. Very strange. The trick is to hide your worship from the other gods. (laughs) Every time I worship a god, I go somewhere quiet where where only one god can see me and I worship that god. Is that what they call doing that now? You gotta do it quickly. Get the prayer out as fast as possible. (laughs) Make sure you find a place all by yourself so you can... Pray and pray and pray, 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 pray as fast as you can. I understand where this is going. Mm. I'm sure you have burning hands after that, too. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> In front of you is the 20 feet of floor and then the 7-foot ledge, and it looks like he goes to a separate area up there. Well? Well, Biter, please. Use your claws to climb up. We will be right behind you. What claws? Use your tabaxi climbing speed. Come on. I'm not a tabaxi. I'm a gnome. What? We've talked about this. <laughs> I thought he was a little one. I thought he was a kitten. Yes. I thought he was a disgusting, hairless kitten. Like, what do you call the Sphinx cats? Yes, yes, yes. I'm gross one. I take down my bear hood and I show them that I am a gnome. Ah! (laughs) I am no no longer impressed with you. I have no fur. I was so sad. Well, yes, Sphinx cats do not have fur. No, I I figured you had the the bear costume on because it was warm. I assumed because you were so greasy, you were a Sphinx cat. Mm -hmm. Yes. They always leave a stain. (laughs) You'll always leave a stain. Nick, with your level up for Biter, like, you do that and you, like, take off your hood and look look at your hands. You have, like, the the slightest bit of cat fur Ugh. starting to grow uh, into we, your hands. We shed on everything. <laughs> that could be anything. We shed all over the place. It's you, frankly you gotta, disgusting. Like, you got to knock it off, and some of it does come off because, man, you got a lot of tabaxi. God, you are but disgusting. We do like I- pets. There's some that's. I'm part so of glad. You. What? Oh, oh! What is this? What? What is this? You, you did this. See? You're you're getting your puberty. You're yes. becoming a cat. You're going through tabaxi puberty. You're getting your first hairs. That's not something that happens to tabaxi. <laughs> we born with hair. <laughs> but yes, at, you're getting your pubic. Ah, uh, your. <laughs> your puberty hairs or your pubic hairs, as they're called. You're covered in puberty hats. It must be my time spent with you. I... It must be. So go on, climb the wall. I try to climb the wall. Okay. Now, what a cute uh, kid. You go to... So uh, he'll be stealing things from his mother and she will not know. And you start kicking like the, the little bit of leaves that have come in and dirt and the mud and stuff as the ground suddenly opens up under you and you plummet <laughs> 20 feet. Oh, shit. Uh, and you take five blood, bludgeoning damage. Perhaps he just does not know how to do it. Here, Biter, watch me! I climb. Uh, you have to, uh, so you look at the ground in front of you, and you see that there is a small ledge on either side of the pit, and Biter is 20 feet down in front of you. You would need to transcend the ledge, or jump across this 20-foot gap in order to get to the wall. I, uh, climb down the ledge. See? It is very oh, simple. Tabaxi, get a climb speed. Oh, you there wait? you go, so you can do that as well. So Are you, are you climbing leaving? down towards me? Yes. See, oh, I'm okay. showing you. This is how you do it. 
kittens. They learn by looking. What is, mm. How are you doing? How are you doing? See, this is what you had to do. Remember, see. Ah, like this. Don't worry. Your insects will kick in soon enough. See, look, follow my lead. <laughs> Simple, yes. Yes. You did a very good job finding the trap, either. Good job. That's what I'm good for. <laughs> Dumbass. I sense sarcasm. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> She said dumbass. It was sarcasm. <laughs> I said nothing. See, I have a high thoughts. insight. <laughs> <laughs> you also thought he was a sack of potatoes, so <laughs> he could still be <laughs> insight, not intelligence. <laughs> uh, so, what are you going to do to get out of the uh, pit, there, Biter? Uh, uh, the, the second the second raindrop gets down, um, I want to lift my hands up and like open and close them as if to carry me. Come on, climb on my back like a crocodile climbing a man. Do not bite my head. Come on. <laughs> Just like All the right, story cli- goes, even though the human knows what's going to happen, the human still gets his head beat off. Don't <laughs> die, brother. <laughs> Don't worry, I will not. This is easy. Look at him. He's a cute little kitten. His fangs are not having grown in yet. That's true. He's not big enough to bite your head off. I climb onto his back and I start nuzzling the back of his head. Like I scratch his head and I climb up. <laughs> Uh, make a strength check because you now have this uh, gnome on your back. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. You. It's a little. You. He's a little bit heavier than you were expecting. Probably all the the muscle that's underneath there. Uh, he's a you know tightly dense little kitten, and he's hanging on your back. And you start to climb up. And after about twenty feet, you climb up on the other side, and you're standing in front of the ledge with a biter baby Bjorn on your back. This baby kitten has a six pack, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we um, hang on. Let's not go too far away from Baby Bjorn. That's a very good joke. You should be congratulated for that. Oh, you get a point Googling. of inspiration. I give you a point of inspiration. Well done. Uh, I'll mark that on my TM sheet. Thank you. Do not give the NPCs a point of inspiration. Good point. Good point. Uh, looking at the situation here, I don't get off his back. I stay on his back. Okay. Need to get a It's it's quite. It's, you're quite warm. I think I will stay here for a little bit. That's right. Climb in my back. Have a nap. Oh. Okay, so Asaka goes to go across the little ledge, and as soon as she takes one step there, there was some loose mud and leaves, and she and she plummets into the pit as well. Well, time to leave her behind. It's <laughs> such a pity that she's dead it's so now. so sad. <laughs> Why? The only, the only person driving this plot is dead. We should move on without her. Uh, if... If you want thunder, since you didn't quite cross yet, and it was just rain and drop, you want to make an insight check? Uh, insight? Sure thing. I'm amazing yeah. at those. Not even that much of a joke. I am all right. 16. Guys, just a heads up. Uh, Josh told me that he was worried that we weren't going to push through a story very well, so we designed an NPC to guide us, <laughs> but she just died. <laughs> That 20-foot drop definitely killed her. 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As the DM, he is powerless to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, as she goes, Thunder, you see a look on her face of just absolute fear looking down into that pit. And as she goes to plummet, it's because she didn't necessarily slip. She couldn't put her foot down without shaking. And she just fell right in, and now she's on the bottom just looking around and trying to get her grasp and looking up, seeing you looking at her with an inquisitive look, she kind of <clears throat> rightens herself a bit and goes, I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. I, just I take out the little flip slipped. book and next to her misspelt name, I'm going to write fear of heights. <laughs> you just cross it off. It's just <laughs> dead. She's gone. We don't need to remember her anymore. 
she uh Ahsoka, a Joka, uh, uh I can't remember. She's she starts to climb up, like out of actually out out of her backpack, she grabs like a, a piece of rope that she uh had on or had in there like hempen rope and she goes, can anyone catch this so I can climb up, please? I don't have your climbing skills. Yes, of course. Throw it up. Throw it up. And she launches it up uh, and you catch it and she'll go to climb on up with a strength check, which is pretty good. And she eventually climbs on up and wraps up the rope and goes, uh, Thunder, I, I take it you're just going to climb across. I, um... Give it a little bit of a stretch and then just casually climb across the way a cat streaks across the roof of a building. (laughs) Nice. So you get to the other side and now you are all at a seven foot ledge. So since you didn't get off the back, I take it you guys are just climbing up. Yep. Yes. Sure. Okay. Cool. So you guys climb on up and you look ahead of you. And you see a very similar sight. You see another set of um, cobwebs that are completely in front of you. The height of the ceiling is also 23 feet up. And uh, that's really all that you see. There's no leaves or dirt or whatever here because that was on the ground floor. This one seems a little bit more clean. Brother, would you like to burn away the webs or can we get through the webs? Uh, you can try cutting them through. Um, well, I could continue to burn them if we're assuming that there won't be a fight. Nah, I assume those goblins are long dead, yeah? No, 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 we will cut them through. We will cut through. Good point, brother. Ah, but goblins. Goblins have, what? They're like mayflies, right? They last a day and then they're dead? I'm pretty sure, like 12 hours if they're at most. Yeah, I don't think goblins live Burn away, long. brother, burn away. Yeah, yeah. I use, ma- I use burning hands. A mage hand. I use burning hands to... Oh, my God. ...to uh, burn the cobwebs again. Okay. I use mage hand to tear it <laughs> apart very slowly. Just- swat at it like a little cat paw mage hand. Meow. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you burn them through and you see a very similar sight. Uh, you see another 20, uh, 20 feet of floor and then in front of you is another 7 foot high ledge. I got it this time. And I want right. to lay down on my stomach and crawl looking for the, the drop. Uh, okay. So as you start crawling, uh, you hear a up so fast. <gasps> You hear, <sighs> and right above you, thankfully you were crawling, you see, well, you hear large blades come down from the right and sweep ah! to the left. <gasps> and then they start <sighs> back and forth. Can I crawl? Can I crawl past them? Uh, yeah, cool. you, uh, they seem to be, like, differing kind of heights and stuff, so I need you just to make a dexterity saving throw to make sure you don't lift your ass up or anything into Oof. it. <laughs> don't get your ass cut open. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, your ass is already cut one way. You can make a plus sign. Slicing your precious noose open. Oh, not my noose. Oh, t- I got a 13. Oh, you lucky, lucky dude. Uh, <laughs> so, you go to crawl through. Oh, that's a D10. I may well put that away. That's the wrong one. D10? What am I, a barbarian? I'm never going to use a D10. I am a barbarian. (laughs) So so you're crawling across, and you try to navigate your way through, and you get past, like, two of them. Uh, The third one comes down and uh, nicks you a bit, and the fourth one nicks a little bit above your shoulder, but you scuttle across. You take seven points of uh, slashing damage, but you did pretty well. Question. Yeah. Sorry, I just realized I have danger sense and I get a dexterity saving throw advantage on traps and spells that I can see. So if I trip the spell... Advantage, man. 
Yeah. Okay, then I got uh, n- uh, 22. Then you still take the same amount of damage. It was halved. Um, oh, well, so that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Just kill him. Just kill his character. Just be yeah. like heart attack. Yeah. It could have been what, 14. <laughs> don't talk back. Yeah, don't talk back. Bite or bit it. <laughs> Fucking uh, disagreeing with the ref, that's a red uh, card, mate. So uh, so topical. I like it. <laughs> yeah, when this releases, it'll be so topical. <laughs> okay, how many points uh, did I lose? Seven? Yeah, uh, seven points. Uh, and Asaka goes, well, that looks fun. Uh, I don't know how to handle this. I um, look around for a mechanism? Uh, make an investigation check. <laughs> Whenever I make a trap, I make the way to turn off the trap before you have to go through it. <laughs> Seven. Seven? Uh, you see the blades. You don't see anything that's really controlling them. Uh, you can't really judge where it would be. I'm going to have a look around just because I actually... I'm a fucking rogue. You're a cleric. You're, now you're forgetting your, your lie. Um, oh, yes. I'm going to just have a look around anyway, though. Uh, what check was it? Sorry, investigation. Investigation. Oh, I got 13, so not that much better, actually. Should I check from the other side? Go ahead. A nine. So you all look around, and you're trying, and Nisaka's moving the lantern to try and light up some of the area without it, you know, getting chopped to pieces. You're not finding any device, uh, but with the 13 that you got, you're looking, and there's probably a way to help block the blades if maybe you jam something in there, but you don't see anything around you can really do that with unless you had anything. Do the blades look like they weigh only five pounds? <laughs> because I do no. happen to have a spell that can hold five pounds. Um, um I will That'd be very convenient. I will there's four blades, so if you want to, you can use Mage Hand to help slow it to lessen the damage if you'd want to. Right. Is it possible for us to climb up higher than where the blades are to avoid the blades? Oh, yeah, could we wall? go over the top and then because the blades might be down just down the bottom? I will say that, yeah, absolutely. That's a smart way around it. All right, Asaka, we cannot help you, but we can help ourselves. <laughs> and is that not the tabaxi way? We begin <laughs> to climb. <laughs> Goddamn tabaxi. Sure, yeah, go. I'll take care of myself. Perhaps we're we're halfway a... down when she <laughs> says that. Oh, yes, we will look for a, um, something on the other side, I yeah. say. Yeah. With that much confidence. So since you're climbing up and you look uh, out, you see in front of you on the next thing, there is a slight ledge, and then in front of it, it seems to be a large 4 by 4 grid of large tiles on the ground. But Asaka is going to try and time her way to jump in between these blades here. So she's only going to take only six damage. Ah, that's less than I took, and I climbed and I crawled underneath it with no. I rolled higher for you. <laughs> wham wham. D and D isn't fair. Yeah. Uh. So she gets to the other side, and she goes, "Can one of you help me up if I throw the rope up again?" Yes, of course, of course, of course. Uh. So she throws the rope up. She climbs on up and stands on the ledge with you guys. Biter, what are you doing? Just chilling. <laughs> actually, she, she goes, actually, I have an idea. And she climbs back down. Biter, climb up on my shoulders. Seven feet high. I'm six feet tall. Math. Get Biter, up. Biter, could you not climb huh. the rope? <laughs> oh, I, I thought that I had already done that. <laughs> Sorry. That was my bad. Um, you have to use your words. Yeah, I apologize. I just 
I'm going with the story. I'm, I'm, a, sorry, I'm he's, a listener. He's very tired. You know, he's got little limbs. He tires he's, out his very clothes quickly. have not grown out yet. <laughs> I now have a second asshole, so I, <laughs> I just mean... You've got two nooses. Oh, not good. I take, I take Storm. Are you Storm? Yeah, you're Storm. I'm Thunder. I take Storm aside. Raindrop. 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 Jesus, sorry. I'm thinking of our other brother. Uh, I take Raindrop aside. Me? Is it me? <laughs> no, no, I'm Are so sorry. Are you thinking soft. of calling me Storm? Oh, that's Get, sweet. Whatever. Storm, Baito, whatever the, the Baxi's name is. I, I think, do you think possibly he has been declawed? <gasps> no, no parent is that cruel. Some parents are. I mean, he has got a temper. Do you think they spayed and neutered him as well? I mean, I look. I, li- I lift my loincloth. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he is, he's only like... Just coming into his party, so it is quite oh, late for a no. kitten. I give, I give him a little, I give him a little shake like this, is, like in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. It I is so this. tiny, so yes. Azaka climbs up the rope and goes, "You are not climbing on my shoulders anymore." No, you say forgetting Sarah Marshall. All I can think about when you did that was Buffalo Bill. So, all, <laughs> so we're all, we're all in different head spaces here right now. Brother, brother, look at it. It is not sheathed or barbed. What is going on? <laughs> I do not understand this. His parents must have been so cruel. Well, that's clearly why they declawed him. Yes, do not want to uh, pass on whatever that Do you think they was. shaved him as well? I mean, I would hope not, but... I wouldn't put it past such awful parents. Ah, you cannot to blame do that to a voice. kitten, or what oh. seems like an ugly kitten. Oh. I mean, you cannot blame him for his behavior now, can we? No, it's not his fault. It is okay. Come on, Biter, come into my backpack, you poor, poor child. <laughs> Yeah, Azaka climbs up by herself. She's like, "I, you are not going to my shoulders knowing that that thing is just hanging out in the middle of nowhere. And she climbs on up and she goes, you climb up the rope yourself. Before she gets to the top, I want to already start climbing the rope because they have a tendency of, like, threatening to cut rope. What? Um, so I'm going to start climbing. What a right great behind. idea <laughs> to start threatening to cut ropes. <laughs> what a great idea that you should not have mentioned. <laughs> You're right, brother. Throw them into the deep end. That is how they learn. <laughs> that is how they learn. That is how they learn. And with tabaxi claws, we are always armed to cut <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are on this uh, little little ledge here. And in front of you, uh, there's a floor, as I was saying before, with a four by four pattern of squares. Uh, there's just enough room for one person to stand at the top of the ledge. So you guys are like all in like a row uh, before you go into the room with the tiles. Um, at the back wall, there's another seven-foot-high ledge. Right. What is written on the um, tiles? Uh, make an oh, wait, hang on. Check. Can I climb the walls? You could. See you later. Killed Adam. Killed Adam. dead. <laughs> Fuck! I love Tabaxi. Oh, you're trapped. For the audience, Adam Adam has spun around Goodbye. in his chair and fallen. Do you have out. any other floor-based traps planned for us? You can climb if you like to. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got this. I uh, climb on the wall and just climb to the other side. If it makes you feel any better, we recently—I was running for them. They were doing an old Tabaxi party, and part of it was they had to do the the Pirate King's test of thieves. Mm-hmm. And 
They ruined it for me by climbing <laughs> everything. <laughs> Cats are the worst. <laughs> no, the thing that doesn't ruin this for me is you two can do that. Yeah. But Nick can't. <laughs> nope. He is but a kitten. He can't climb. Of course. I started climbing And the all... other one is an upright horse. <laughs> I, um... I, like the, I like the idea that their confusion of thinking of me as a kitten is making them actually, like, want to take me along more. Like, when they, th when they didn't think I was a kitten, they were like, all right, we're just going to kill him. But now they're like, oh, he's a baby tabaxi. Exactly. We need to help him. I need to take care and nurture, <laughs> nurture him along. And become clucky. <laughs> Just don't feed them. No, 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 no. I when you to... feed the tabaxi, you basically own it. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can never get rid of it. I have five owners once. <laughs> so Azaka sees you guys split up and start climbing the walls. She's like, well, that makes a lot of sense. How are these tiles? Are they colored or anything like that? Or is it just four by four tiles? Uh, make an investigation check. 16. Hey, roll the 20. Investigation makes it a 22. Cool. So you guys look over and you look at the tiles and there doesn't seem to be anything really great about the tiles themselves. However, about mm, three tiles in or so on the left-hand side, you notice a just a clump of ash and a weird kind of mask that's sitting on the ground. How many tiles are there? There's 16 because it's a four by four grid. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, but did you say I noticed a weird mask on the ground? <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, brother, do you see what I see? I see a weird mask on the ground. Yes, do we need to get this? It could be anything. What if it is a good weird mask? What if it's a trap? <gasps> Thank you for joining us for Azaka's Gambit. I'm your DM, Josh Perot from Taking Initiative. You can find me on Twitter at CyroxisTheBeard. That's at X-I-R-O-X-I-S, the beard. For our party members, you can find Adam from D&D is for Nerds over on Twitter at RetroArchetype. Joel Zamet from D&D is for Nerds over at GodDammitZamet. And Nick from Taking Initiative at NicoFigs. You can find D&D is for Nerds on Twitter at SansPantsRadio, and you can find Taking Initiative on Twitter at TI underscore pod, which is part of the Spark Network, found on Twitter at the underscore spark underscore net. The theme song was created by Neil Martin of The Lucky Die. You can find him on Twitter at Bardic Martin. All other music used in this episode was created by Kevin McLeod and the Incomptech website. All details about the songs used in this episode can be found in the episode's description. If you listen to this show on Taking Initiative's RSS feed or D&D is for Nerds RSS feed, please make sure to check out each other's content. The Tomb of Annihilation module and the D&D 5e rule sets are both property of Wizards of the Coast. 